What's up, guys? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. Welcome back, everybody, to After Hour Tea. I feel so bad that I'm getting this up on Saturday because I always promise you guys that I (laughs) would post After Hour Tea on Fridays. However, I am just getting busy and busy and busy. Um, and it's great. However, um, (laughs) it's hard because Housewives is so part of my daily routine. (laughs) I'm always, um, interacting with all of Housewives fan pages on Instagram and just doing a bunch of stuff. So anyways, I appreciate everybody's, um, support through the podcast. And obviously this is not like a goodbye or anything, but I'm just letting you guys know that I will try and stick to a schedule as much as I can. However, um, I will try to post after our tea, you know, once a week like I normally do. However, it may not be on Fridays um, moving forward. But I will try my best to get it out on Fridays. It's just hard because work and life. Um, But obviously it was easier during COVID when I had literally nothing to do. So anyways, I know nobody really minds um, as long as we, at the end of the day, get to talk about all the juicy gossip. But um, that's what I will continue to do for you guys. So kicking off... um, after RT this week, I'm going to start with Beverly Hills. As you all know by now, season 11 premieres Wednesday, May 19th, and will be at 9 p.m. on Bravo. Um, returning are Dorit, Erica, Garcelle, Kyle, Rena, um, and then they're joined by new cast member Crystal um, and Sutton, who is returning as a full-time cast member after appearing as a friend last season. Kyle's sister Kathy Hilton is also joining the series as the official friend of the cast this season. Um, the season 11 trailer, um, and photos is all available on bravotv.com. However, I thought it would be fun to share the bios, um, for what we're, you know, what we're going to be expecting this season as I normally share. Um, so coming up this season, the women are ecstatic to expand their social bubbles after months of isolation at home. Um, this elation is short-lived, however, when Erica shocks the group with the news that she is filing for divorce from her husband of 21 years and is suddenly entangled in a web of legal proceedings. Needing the support of her friends now more than ever, Erica instead finds herself fielding questions from the women who are at odds about whether they can stick up for her. This will be interesting. Um, Kyle Richards struggles with the realization that her daughters are growing up and her impending empty nest status. Um, In Kyle's mind, the pressure she feels to keep her family close now falls onto her oldest daughter, Farah, to get married and have children of her own. I just have to say, I hate when we get to the point with the housewives where their entire storyline for the upcoming season becomes how they feel like they're empty nesters. I feel like every housewife gets to that at some point, but it's like kind of overdone at this point. So I don't know. Um, moving on. Let me see here. Um, Lisa Rinna takes advantage of being home with her husband, Harry, but her biggest challenge seems to be finding quality time with her daughters, both now in serious and very buzzy relationships. When she is finally ready to release her long-awaited lip kit line, Rinna Beauty, Lisa worries that the timing may work against her with everyone wearing masks. Interesting. Um, Always looking to stay one step ahead of the game, Dorit Kemsley dives into new endeavors and takes on the task of designing a a line of fashion-forward wedding dresses. The challenges of working from home take its toll, however, as her kids are homeschooling with a tutor and her husband, PK, is occupied with with work of his own. I have to say, Dorit's dress line, because I've seen it on Instagram, is absolutely stunning. That's all I will say. Um, Garcelle Beauvau, 
I think that's how you say her last name, Garcelle Beauvau, uh, realizes that having it all just might be possible, but she has zero downtime. Never one to slow down, she splits her efforts between raising her teenage twins, doting on her grandson, and searching for the man of her dreams, all while stepping into her dream job hosting a daytime talk show. Sweet. Southern Belle Sutton Strack looks forward to a fresh start in a new phase of her life, recently sending her daughter off to college and moving into a new home just down the street. With the new place in need of renovations, Sutton finally finds herself um, Sutton suddenly finds herself a tenant to some very familiar landlords. Um, <laughs> no stranger to Beverly Hills, most elite social circles, Crystal Kung Minkoff, Crystal Kung Minkoff. <laughs> quickly finds her footing amongst the ladies. A strict and opinionated mother of two married to Hollywood heavyweight Rob Minkoff, Crystal works as hard as she plays and does not suffer fools gladly. I do have to say, if you guys are not familiar with Crystal um, and her husband, Rob Minkoff, Rob Minkoff is a um, award-winning director, um, mainly for Disney. He directed the original Lion King, um, which obviously is a classic. Um, so, you know, as you can imagine, he's a very talented man. Um, <laughs> and I believe he's obviously done other stuff too, but I know him from Lion King and that's what I'm knowledgeable about. Um, <laughs> Kyle's sister, the utterly fabulous Kathy Hilton is by Crystal's side to help her navigate the group. Sharing a storied family history with Kyle, Kathy is the undisputed queen of the 90210 and much to the woman's surprise, a prankster at heart, always looking for a laugh. I have to say, I am really, really excited um, to have Kathy on the show. And I've said this before only because we've seen Kyle with, um, her sister Kim. And then now we get to see her dynamic with, um, you know, Kathy. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Um, so I have some bios for you guys as well. Those are just the, the, um, quote unquote storylines. So starting off with Crystal, um, Crystal Kang Minkoff is a 76th generational descendant of Confucius she was born and raised in Northridge, California, to first-generation Chinese immigrant parents. Crystal attended the University of California, Irvine, where she studied biology and history. In 2003, she met and later married Rob Minkoff, who directed the Walt Disney classic The Lion King, as I just said, as well as uh, numerous other major feature films, including Stuart Little series and Haunted Mansion. Crystal and Rob live in Bel Air with their two children, Max and Zoe. Crystal has had former culinary training, and her passions include cooking and throwing extravagant parties. She is an avid skier and loves to play tennis. Crystal is also the co-founder of Real Coco, a coconut beverage company, alongside her brother, Jeffrey Kung, a pop singer in China. Oh, that's interesting. Um, they have bios for all of the other ladies as well, and I feel like I should just read them with you guys. Not sure if I have any new um, listeners joining Beverly Hills this season. I'm pretty sure all y'all are returning fans. But I will read them just in case I have some newbies. Um, Dorit Kemsley is a dedicated wife, mother, entre entrepreneur, and TV personality. Um, born and raised in Woodbridge, Connecticut, Dorit left her hometown at the age of 19 to fulfill her dream of traveling the world. While living in Italy, she put her bachelor's degree in marketing, design, and communication to use working at a global swimwear company for over a decade. In 2009, she moved to New York City and launched Dorit International, which focused on high-quality, comfortable, and fashionable swimwear for women. While living in the Big Apple, she met her husband, Paul P.K. Kemsley. Uh, Dorit and P.K. moved to Los Angeles in 2015 and shared two children, son Jagger and daughter Phoenix. In 2017, Dorit returned to her family, or returned to her design roots after a hiatus, sorry, to start a family and launched Beverly Beach, an affordable swimwear line made in Los Angeles. 
In 2019, the brand expanded into athleisure and accessories, and recently Dorit released a a capsule collection of bridal gowns in collaboration with the Australian bridal designer um, Nectaria, with trunk shows planned across the U.S. for 2021. It's kind of interesting just to read their backstories, because, you know, obviously we've watched these women on TV for years now, but, you know, you kind of want to learn a little bit about their history, right? Um, So, next up is Erica, whom we all know and love. Um, Erica Girardi dreamt of being in showbiz at a young age and attended a performing arts high school in her native Atlanta, Georgia. At the age of 18, she moved to New York City to pursue her aspirations. Although Erica got married and had a son not long after moving to New York, she never gave up on her dream of being a singer and a performer. After divorcing her first husband, Erica moved to Los Angeles where she met and married famed trial attorney Tom Girardi. When her son was a teenager, she finally found the time to pursue her her performing passion. Her alter ego, Erica Jane, made her smash debut on the music scene in 2007 with her first single, Roller Coaster, which went number one in the U.S. Billboard Hot Dance Club play chart. Since then, Erica has had several number one Billboard singles, toured the world, and collaborated with the likes of Flo Rida. Um, Erica published a New York Times bestselling memoir titled Pretty Mess and wrote her fame into a starring role in Chicago on Broadway, playing Roxy Hart. In November 2020, Erica announced that she and Tom were divorcing after 21 years of marriage, which we will be seeing this season. Awesome. Uh, Moving on to Garcelle. Um, Garcelle Beauvau has carved out a dynamic career as a model, actress, author, producer, and humanitarian. Emigrating from Haiti at the age of seven, she tapped into her inner drive early by teaching herself English watching Sesame Street. Uh, Garcelle launched a decade-long modeling career at age 17, which took her around the world and gave her uh, way to story ga- and gave way to her storied acting career when she booked her first gig on Models Inc. Uh, with a portfolio of successful television and major film roles under her belt, including The Jamie Foxx Show, NYPD Blue, Coming to America, and Spider-Man: Homecoming, Garcelle has become a versatile force in Hollywood. Her most recent role cast her opposite Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall in the much-anticipated much Coming to America. Um, Garcelle is the doting mother of her twin sons, Jax and Jade, as well as her older son, Oliver, who recently made her the very proud grandmother of a baby boy. Ever ambitious, Garcelle is keeping herself busy by hosting a weekly podcast, as well as stepping into her dream job as a daytime talk show host. Fun. Um, and Kyle Richards, the lovely Kyle, um, has been acting since she was a child, earning a wide range of credits, including the roles in Little House on the Prairie, The Car, The Watcher in the Woods, ER, and the original Halloween. She recently reprised her role as Lindsay Wallace in Halloween Kills, which will be released in October of this year. Kyle is married to successful real estate broker Mauricio Umansky, and the two recently celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary. Um, Kyle's instinct for fashion and entrepreneurial spirit have led to several boutiques and multiple fashion line collaborations, including her Kyle, sorry, I don't know why it took a pause there, including her Kyle and Shahida collection of luxury loungewear. A passionate philanthropist, she is actively involved in fundraising for Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Kyle loves to split her time between her homes in Los Angeles, La Quinta, and Aspen, but her favorite activity of all is being a mother to her $4 Four daughters, Farah, Alexia, Sophia, and Portia. Moving over to Queen Rinna. Um, <laughs> the small town Medford, Oregon native uh, burst into Hollywood using her exotic looks, contagious energy, and famous hustle to become one of the most recognizable faces on television. 
Lisa Rinna's first big breaks come when she played Billy Reed on NBC's daytime hit Days of Our Lives, as well as the love-to-hate Taylor McBride on Melrose Place. Lisa's motto is never say no, and as a result, her long list of credits include Dancing with the Stars, Sing Your Face Off, All-Star Celebrity Apprentice, Veronica Mars, Entourage, and Sex, Lies, and Obsession. Her Lifetime original movie, Another Woman's Husband, boasted some of the highest ratings for any film on the network. Lisa also hosted the successful talk show Soap Talk for four years, earning four Emmy nominations in the Outstanding Talk Show Host category. She is an accomplished New York Times bestselling author, having released three books, the big fun, um, oh, I'm sorry, the big fun, uh, sexy, <laughs> sexy sex book, Starlet and Renovation. Her Lisa Renna collection is currently available on QVC, and her Broadway credits include a star turn as Roxy in the long-running hit musical Chicago. Uh, Lisa's latest venture is a line of lipsticks, lip liner, and lip gloss called Renna Beauty. She and her husband Harry Hamlin live in Beverly Hills and are proud parents to their daughters Delilah and Amelia. Love. Okay, uh, moving on over to Sutton. Uh, born and raised in Augusta, Georgia, Sutton's track is a southern debutante-turned-Beverly Hills socialite. In her early 20s, Sutton moved to New York City as an aspiring professional ballet dancer. She eventually became the Cunningham Dance Foundation's Director of Development and the Augusta Ballet's Executive Director. I didn't know that. Um, Sutton sits on various boards in New York City, Los Angeles, and Augusta, including the prestigious American Ballet Theater, she was also named a top party host in America alongside Oprah and Michelle Obama from esteemed The Salonaire for her famed star-studded so- soirees. Um, she married childhood friend Christian in 2000 and they have three children, daughter Porter and sons Philip and James. Sutton and Christian divorced several years ago and she is making the most of her newfound freedom. In addition to owning and operating a boutique in West Hollywood called appropriately Sutton, she is currently renovating her new home in Bel Air. Interesting to learn more about her because I don't completely know her backstory only because she was a friend last year. Um, and last but never least, Kathy Hilton is a proud mother, fashion designer, and passionate philanthropist. Kathy met real estate baron um, Rick Hilton when she was 15 years old. The two were married four years later and have remained married ever since. They have four children. Uh, Kathy has operated a gift and antique store on Sunset Boulevard, sold merchandise on QVC, and designed a fashion line for hundreds of stores worldwide, including Nordstrom, uh, Neiman Marcus, and Saks Fifth Avenue. She also worked in catering and party planning at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City, pursuing her love of party planning. Uh, Kathy and Rick live in Bel Air, where they are known for their involvement in numerous charitable causes. I thought that's very fun to see those little bios there. So anyways, um, I don't know if you guys are as pumped as I am. Uh, the trailer, in my opinion, looks pretty good. I know there was a lot of negative feedback on social media saying that it was pretty boring, but I, uh, however, I am super excited to catch up with the Beverly Hills ladies. So moving on from Beverly Hills, I'm going to move over to um, Dallas. I have just a few things to share with you guys. Um, starting off here, um, I have an interview that um, Jen Davis, uh, friend Jen Davis, did um, on behind the velvet rope podcast um so she may be a friend of the dallas cast this season but um she is glad about her reduced role she did confirm that um she was originally cast as a full-time role decided to step down as she wanted privacy due to her messy divorce drama um but she did want to protect her family her daughter especially from having the drama aired on the show uh, a quote from her is i didn't even know it because of that i was going to get asked to leave 
but somehow everything worked out for the best. It came down to there were some things going on in our lives that we didn't want to share with the public. We decided for this year we're not going to let the cameras come home with us. Now the future is not set, you know, who knows what's going to happen then, but just for this year we wanted to, you know, look out for our family. Um, she noted that the divorce got messy only because they were both deeply hurting, uh, but despite their split, Jen adds that her ex will always be family as they continue to co-parent. Um, her quote says, because even when you're not married to someone, they're still my family. I mean, you're co-parenting and you know, and divorce is not easy. It was very painful. It was very hard. Death of a dream. But I was very grateful for Bravo allowing me to stay on and be a friend of and participate, participate as much as I did. Um, as for her demotion, she did add, anyone who knows me in person knows I'm the opposite of boring. I'm very feisty. And it was a good decision this season to not let the cameras come into my home to protect my family. And I am so grateful. I mean, obviously, it was kind of a similar situation with Sutton last year on Beverly Hills where they didn't really have her on because um, she just couldn't film as much with her kids, which, you know, at the end of the day, it's a reality show. They have to be able to film whatever they're going to film. So I get it. Um, I did. I was a little disappointed with the Bravo editing this year only on Dallas only because I heard that there was some drama between Jen and Deandra, and I don't know why that didn't get aired because I would have loved to see it. Dallas has had kind of a slow year this year, and I think that we're probably going to expect a little bit of a cast shakeup. And I actually would like to see Jen come back. I think I want to learn a little bit more about her. I think she's super feisty, and she could be a fun. Um, she could be fun on the show. I think she would bring a different level on there. I don't know. So um, on Thursday, April eighth, um, the cast of Dallas filmed their reunion in New York. But sources claim that not everything went as production originally planned. Um, so Andy took to his Instagram story to share a selfie while on the set of the season five reunion taping. He captioned that post with saying, greetings from the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion. He normally does this on reunion days. He'll post a little selfie on there. Um, so however, sources claim that not all cast members were present for the in-person reunion. Um, Brandy and Carrie allegedly had to film the reunion virtually while the remaining cast members, um, Deandra, Cameron, Stephanie, sorry, and Tiffany, were in attendance on set with um, Andy. Um, apparently, Carrie tested positive for COVID, and since she sat next to Brandy on the plane, um, Brandy got it from Carrie, forcing production to have the two ladies film virtually from their hotel rooms. Um, and um, this was an update from the Bravo Guru. They spilled this alleged tea. Um, they shared this the news via their Instagram, which they wrote the following... It's being reported by multiple sources that Carrie allegedly tested positive for COVID and she had to film the reunion from her hotel room via a live feed. Most are connected about Brandy, or I'm sorry, connected. <laughs> Most are concerned about Brandy as she traveled with her newborn to New York while sitting next to Carrie on the plane. Uh, moments later, they shared an update allegedly confirming the news in a separate post. The caption read, update, the rumor is true, I've just received confirmation. Uh, meanwhile, People's Magazine's People Magazine's Dave Quinn teased that viewers are going to see something at the Season 5 reunion that fans of the franchise have never seen at the Housewives reunion before. Um, he tweeted, I can say without exaggeration that we're going to see something at the Real Housewives, of Dallas, Real Housewives of Dallas reunion this year we've never seen at the Housewives reunion before. Most of the cast remained silent on social media. However, Tiffany and Carrie did share posts about the reunion taping via their Instagrams. Um... Carrie reshared a fan page post which read, Good luck at the reunion today. Um, and meanwhile, Tiffany shared a selfie via Instagram of her getting glammed for the taping. She captioned, she captioned the post by saying, Getting glam. Um, anyways, I heard that it was really good, so I will let you guys know when we get the reunion trailer. I'll post it on my, post it on my Instagram.
So moving on from that, um, I have an interview that Carrie did with Entertainment Tonight, um, not on the fact that she had COVID, but on a um, uh, basically reacting to the backlash that she is facing over her behavior on the current season. Um, fans of the series are calling out Carrie, and some are even accusing her of being a bully. Um, so here's a quote from her. She said, I will say that I'm very disappointed that people call me a bully because obviously I don't feel like I'm a bully. I mean, am I confrontational? Yes. Am I feisty? Yes. But that does, that's very different than being a bully, and that does hurt my feelings. I mean, I can't control how people feel. People are going to be like that. And I feel like if you take the time to go on my account and say all these things about me, I mean, isn't that bullying? Uh, she also sounds off on her relationship with Tiffany. The two had a rocky start in their relationship, but eventually they ended up in a much better place. However, um, as soon as the season started airing, their friendship crumbled as the two ended up in multiple social media battles. Um, viewers believe that Carrie was too hard on Tiffany. Um, she says she's now learned that people have different definitions of fun and she needs to respect those boundaries. A quote from her is, I definitely regret a few things I did this season. I think every season is a big learning experience. You really look at yourself and want to grow and become a better person. I'm not going to be pushing anybody into bodies of water. Um, and as for her friendship with Tiffany, Carrie said, I just feel like she really didn't ever want it to be my friend, um, and it makes me really very sad. I wanted to be her friend, so that whole experience with Tiffany was really um, has really been disappointing. I kept trying to be her friend and reaching out to her. I was really trying so hard since I found that she was going to join to make her welcome and part of the group. So whenever I started watching the season this year, I was really disappointed because I did call her and apologize for throwing her to the pool. And then I asked her, hey, girl, do you think I'm like a bully? I'm sorry. She goes, no, girl, I never thought that. So whenever I saw her calling me a bully on TV and doing all these things behind my back, I did feel a bit betrayed, kind of like, hey, I've given you so many opportunities to talk to me, talk to me and tell me. Um, she also continued by saying, it seemed to me like the whole season that she was like, girl, no, I love you. Everything is great. I don't have any issues with you. Um, she then continued. Um, and then when I start seeing the show and she's and that she's feeling a certain way about me and talking about my behind my back, it hurt my feelings. Um, she's never made an effort with me. I know she's made an effort with Stephanie and Cameron off season a lot. She's texted them and really tried to be their friend. And she's never done that with me. Um... Tiffany seems like a pretty easygoing person, like in terms of like relationships with friends, with friends and everything. I think Carrie just comes off like, I don't know, like I just feel like she's a little much, you know, like she needs to kind of come down a little bit. Like she doesn't act her age, if that makes sense. And I know sometimes that's, you know, I, I don't want to be offensive to her, but I mean, she's, she's like in a group of women that. She's trying to act like she's 20 when in reality she's like a mom of three kids. And I, I don't know, like, I feel like Tiffany and her are in two different headspaces. So maybe that's why they don't really get along. Also, Carrie was just kind of shitty to her during the season. And even if she apologized, it could still make Tiffany feel a certain way. Cameron and Stephanie, um, I mean, they did nothing to Tiffany. So obviously they're going to have a closer relationship. But Tiffany clashed with a lot of... Or T Tiffany clashed in a lot of different moments with Carrie this season, so obviously she's going to feel a certain type of way. I don't, I don't know. So moving on from Dallas, I'm going to move over to New York. Um, I don't really have anything other than an interview um, or an appearance, I should say, that Bethany had um, on uh, Paris Hilton's This Is Paris podcast. And I know Bethany's not a part of New York anymore, but I just wanted to share this with anybody who is still curious um, as to why her exit took place. Um, so... 
She recently opened up about her time on the show and revealed the real reason that she departed for a second time back in 2019. Um, This is a quote from her. I left because it became not who I really was anymore, and you can't do something out of fear. Um, Explaining that she was literally there because of money. Um, (laughs) Bethany shared that the opportunity to join the Bravo hit reality series New York came out at a time when she was broke and didn't have anything to lose. After she left the following first three seasons, Bethany was offered a number I couldn't refuse, um, is what she said, by Bravo to come back for season seven. Um, Her return, she said, was on very different terms, and she was able to work on other projects while starring on the show. Um, However, Bethany revealed that just being a cast member on New York was just not what she wanted to be doing anymore. Um, I didn't want to be having those conversations. I didn't want to be arguing about things that really don't matter to me. Um, She said that she believes the show has changed since its 2008 inception. Uh, She said, I was there in the beginning when it was something that none of us even really knew what it was, and now it's something that people have a preconceived notion about it, and they know what's going to happen. I mean, how many charity events can we go to? How many friends can we not support on vacations? And how much drama do we want to avoid and then go right into the drama of the vacation? Um, So the time had come for me to leave. Bethany left New York in August of 2019 to focus on other projects. Um, And since leaving the show, she landed a competition reality show on HBO. Um, In February, the news was revealed that Bethany scored an eight-episode series called The Big Shot with Bethany. Um, That's just a little update on her. Um, Yeah, I've said this before. I really do miss Bethany. I think she was great for the show. Personally, in my opinion, only because I've watched New York and I've seen all the seasons, there definitely, definitely needs to be a bigger cast shakeup here. Um, New York is one of those franchises where I think, and you guys know me and you know I love the OGs, but I definitely think some OGs need to go. Um, I definitely think their, their stories have played out. Um, similar situation to what was going on with Vicky. Um, so I hope we see that soon. I hope like some of the ratings this year kind of go down a little bit I hate to say that but I hope they go down a little bit so that they can reevaluate the casting on there because I really think it's time for some of these ladies to go um as far as Bethany goes I think people don't realize like how much money she was really making she was one of the highest paid housewives across the whole franchise um (laughs) I mean I'm pretty sure she was making around 40,000 an episode um she was she was making definitely a million a season so and that's like wicked i mean seriously it's crazy um she had a net worth of i don't know if she still has a net worth of this but i'm pretty sure her net worth is like 70 million so obviously a million a season is really not that much to her i guess but um that's crazy if you think about it i mean she was like one episode forty thousand dollars i mean just could you imagine that i mean (laughs) i don't even i know that she said that you know I mean, we know why she left, but I'm just saying it's stupid to kind of walk away from that money, but eh, whatever, she got other shows, so. So yeah, that's it for New York. Um, I don't have really anything for OC that's worth sharing um, other than um, I have an interview that Andy, I'm trying to find where it was from. Yeah, so Andy did a quick interview with Vulture, um, and he actually defended Kelly, um, Kelly Dodd from Orange County saying um, that Real Housewives shouldn't be on trial for their political and cultural views. I personally, I saved this because I agree with this heavily, and I think that Kelly gets a lot of hate for her personal views when in reality, I think that should, I I definitely think they shouldn't be on trial for their political and cultural views, in my opinion. Um, Andy said, the line between celebrating someone's 
outspokenness and not liking someone's outspokenness is really blurring these days. Bravo is meant to be escapism, and I don't personally think that the people on Bravo should be on trial for their political and cultural views. That doesn't seem to be that fun for me. Um, although Andy is not a fan of Kelly's take on COVID and the subsequent lockdowns calling her views troublesome, um, as she called the virus God's way of thinning the herd, um, he said, I disagree with her point of view about COVID, but there are a lot of people who share her opinion. And by the way, she is in Orange County where her opinion is probably the prevailing opinion. I mean... He's not wrong there. Sorry, I'm trying to look and see if there's any other notes. Yeah, um, I basically just wanted to touch on that real quick and say, because everybody always asks why I like Kelly, um, putting her political and cultural views aside, she is just great TV. She's never disappointed in a season. Um, she's a little tone deaf sometimes, I do have to admit, but um, I think she's just great for Orange County. I think she really represents... Um, I, I am, in my opinion, she represents a, a good Orange County housewife, in my opinion. I, I don't know. I mean, I every time I've gone to Orange County, I picture someone like Kelly walking around. Um, and so I, I don't picture someone like Shannon walking around, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I know that Kelly is super controversial with like her thoughts and opinions and everything. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, she makes for great TV. So it's kind of hard to complain because it's not like she's telling us that we need to you know, believe what she believes. Um, she's just providing us with entertainment and something to talk about. And she's always providing us with something to talk about. So it's kind of hard for us to say, you know, that we want her off the show when in reality, I don't really know what Orange County at this point would look like without Kelly Dodd on there. I don't know who would create the controversy. <laughs> so moving on from that, um, I'm going to conclude today with Salt Lake City. Um, I don't have any major updates on the Jen Shaw case. Uh, I mean, obviously we know, because it was previously reported, that Jen and her assistant, Stuart, were arrested for their alleged roles in the telemarketing scheme that defrauded hundreds of victims throughout the United States on Tuesday, March 30th. Um, Jen did plead not guilty um, on April 2nd uh, to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with the telemarketing and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. Um, her trial is set to begin on, on October 18th, and according to federal criminal defense lawyer Brandon Sample, um, Jen is facing some serious consequences if she is found guilty. Um, this is a quote from Brandon Sample. She faces a statutory maximum sentence of 30 years on the charge of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. She also faces another 20 years on the money laundering charge. Sample, who specializes in federal white-collar crime cases, did this interview with Hollywood Life where he kind of dove into it a little bit more. Um, he added that it's likely Jen's sentence will be much shorter if she is found guilty. Um, he said the court has the power to run the sentences consecutive. However, it rarely happens. I expect that if the government is able to determine her guilt, the sentence in the case would be most likely five to ten years, but that's just a guess. Um, criminal defense attorney Sharon Gatton thinks there's a chance that Jen could avoid jail time even if she's found guilty. Um, she said her attorneys will likely emphasize her clean criminal record, assuming she has that and will highlight a lack of crimes of moral turpitude. Ter, ter, <laughs> um, it's especially concerning that there are other defendants. Um, it's highly likely that someone will rat someone else out. Um, Jen should use any inside knowledge to better her situation and bargain down to a lesser offense or best yet a dismissal in exchange for information about a bigger fish. Um, aside from her jail time, she's also facing um, the loss of her assets and major fines. 
Um, the government will likely see, seek to freeze and confiscate assets that derive from her alleged criminal activity. If she is found guilty, these assets could be sold by the government to help make restitution to victims in the case. Um, and if Jen is found guilty, she will be on the hookup for $1.5 million in fines. The wire fraud conspiracy charge carries a $1 million fine. The money laundering charge carries a maximum $500,000 fine. Um, meanwhile, defense attorney Sharon Gatton emphasized that Jen is still innocent until proven guilty, said the prosecutor needs to prove that she's guilty. Jen is presumed innocent. And that's really all the major updates on this case. Um, I did see that new court documents were saying that Jen is not allowed to consume drugs or drink in excess while out on bail. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm just so like curious to see what's going on with the Bravo cameras right now. I know that the other ladies are a little um, shocked about all this, as we all are. So it's really it's going to be a super interesting season to, to watch all this and how it goes down. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Hour Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, here's a quick flash filming update for you guys. Atlanta is still airing. The reunion has been filmed, and it will... Um, I think this season concludes next week, I believe. And then we will get the reunion after that. Um, Beverly Hills um, will be airing on May 19th, I believe. Yes, May 19th, I think. <laughs> um, Real Housewives of Dallas um, has filmed the reunion, and it should be ending soon. We haven't gotten the finale yet, but it, the sh season will be ending soon, I'm pretty sure. Um, what's our next one? Sorry, I'm looking through my list here. Um, New Jersey is still airing on Wednesdays. Um, and the reunion was filmed last week, and I heard that Teresa and Jackie definitely brought it, so get excited for that. Um, New York airs on May 4th, um, which is a Tuesday, so it will air probably after Dallas. Um, Orange County, there is absolutely no freaking update for you guys. I'm so sorry. They are really taking their time with this. Um, Real Housewives of Potomac is still filming for Season 6, and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is still filming for Season 2. Um, and that's your flash filming update for you guys. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes are here. As always, send me a voice message if you have any questions or any drama you'd like me to address. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.